Hello, and thank you for listening to the third episode of Good Girls Behaving Badly. I'm Sydney. I'm Sinead. <laughs> we go through this. Every time we start the show, it's like... I'm sorry. The first time I, I think you call. The second time I think your phone dropped. <laughs> it's <was> okay. <laughs> there's something in my eyes, guys. Sorry. Hello, everyone, and I hope you enjoyed your... Labor Day weekend. You want to talk about your Labor Day weekend a little bit? Sure. I was sick. <laughs> so that was boatloads of fun. But I drugged myself up just enough to go to the Bad Boy reunion tour. And the show was supposed to start at 8, but it didn't start till 10. So obviously that pissed me off. <laughs> and Diddy, how long have you been in the industry? <clears throat> 20 years? You should 22 know. years? You should know better. But once the show finally actually started, it was amazing. It gave me life. You know, Diddy, Mace, 112, Total, Faith Evans, uh, Carl Thomas, Locks. I don't I don't really, really remember him. But I remembered <laughs> some of the songs. Jadakiss, which I was like, what was he a part of Bad Boy? But I'm not questioning it. <laughs> um, and French Montana. It was a great concert. I mean, they all sounded good. They looked good. Little Kim. Now, she does not look like she used to look. That's all I'm going to say. Like, when you see her in person, she looks a little scary. I'm not even going to lie to you. (laughs) I was about to say good or bad because I feel like the pictures I've seen of her are bad. I I was trying not to shade her, but (laughs) she did not need to do that. But, so know, is it worse in person? Yes. Ooh. You know how they say she looked like a cat lady. A cat lady. That's I've, what heard, you had? I've heard. I've okay. heard cat lady. Oh, I was thinking of the screen. The oh, the, the saw. Jig, the saw Jigsaw, guy. Yeah. Yes, kind of. Yeah. Her Ooh. cheekbones are so up, so high. We all know she's done something to her skin because she's a lot lighter. Yeah. Um, I just always thought she was pretty as is. Yeah, she was. But that goes to show you that. Or even like. You gotta love yourself. I felt the same way about Michael. Like some of the updates they made made them look like not absolutely unnatural. But it it was just like they went past that point. (laughs) Because I mean even after some of the time. Like some of the surgeries she got done. She still still looked natural and still looked good. But she just kept snipping and kept going. It just goes to show you that it's. It's their own perception of themselves. Yeah. Many people thought Little Kim was cute. She didn't do. She didn't need to do anything to herself. Right. But what she saw was something different. Um, especially down with her skin tone. I know she didn't like being as dark as she was. Yeah. So. And then I think. Do, but, I wonder if they like have therapists. Mm, I don't know because I feel like get therapy before you bleach your skin. <laughs> but that's just me. <laughs> anyway, that was my weekend. Um, my weekend was really fun. I went to Charlotte and I just. Hung out with a bunch of friends, drank way too much, um, and my voice is a little bit scratchy, so if I don't sound normal, that's why. But I had a lot of fun, met some really cool people, and I'm glad I went. I had to do it again. It was really fun. I actually came back a day early. I wasn't supposed to come back till today, but I came back yesterday because I just kept looking at my bank account. I'm like, mm-mm, I've spent too much and I've had a, my fair share of fun. And most of my friends left yesterday. So I was like, just go home so that you don't go out and spend more money. I just had to I had to, I had to cut that short a day. Because it was getting to be too much. <laughs> well, 
if we're done with the weekend yes. chat, yes. we'll move into, you know, our media news. I'm going to start off with Donald Trump. He um, attended a black church in Detroit, so okay. he's trying to get the black voters. And I feel confident to speak for pretty much every black person when I say, Bye. stop. <laughs> You're not going to get our vote. Um I will say I'm looking at that church with the side eye mm. for even allowing him to come. And he was with Omarosa, mm-hmm. his token black friend, because mm-hmm. I don't know any other person other than, what, Ben Carson, who is black and will show up with him. <laughs> so we see right through you. And no. I just, I have to kind of wonder, like, because I'm guessing, like, he talked to the pastor or whatever before going there. And I'm just like... Did the pastor really be like, oh, yes, we would love for you to come. Like, I really want to know know. how that conversation went. I mean, especially when, like, his pitch to us is basically calling us criminals, Mm -hmm. uneducated, we're Mm -hmm. poor, why not? Mm -hmm. That's not a pitch. And to blame uh, us being, what, quote, unquote, poor and uneducated, we're criminals on a Democratic president is crazy because when Bush was in office, some black people were still poor. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, how can you even say that? Why are black people, and not even all, so that was my first beef because a lot of black people don't live in those situations. Right. But but for the people who do, let's not ignore the systematic racism that's been placed on us in the first place. Right. And that's Democratic, that's Republican, that's just ultimately the white man. Right. Sorry. And, and like, the fact that he says, like, what... Um, what do we have to lose? Like, just because, yes, we, as a race, we may be behind everyone else. And that I doesn't think mean, that. That doesn't mean that we're just going to choose anybody. Like, no, we're still going to make an educated vote. Like, at the end of the day, we're not just going to pick you just because what do we have to lose? And please know, for all minorities, our vote really, really counts in this election. You know how hard they're trying to get the black vote and the Hispanic vote? Mm-hmm. This It matters. Mm-hmm. It always matters, but I just need people to understand that they they do need us. So you need to be, like, really... Figuring out who you want to vote for, and even when going down to the local level, they need our vote, and that impacts us more. Yes, so don't act like it doesn't matter. Read about your councilmen's and the mayor, all that type of stuff, because they do need our vote, Mm -hmm. and you need to make sure that your issues or concerns are on their plate of things to do. Yeah, because I really just to piggyback on that for one second. I feel like a lot of people don't realize that even with Obama, who most of us love, that. He had to fight tooth and nail for a lot of what he accomplished yeah. because he didn't have all the people in on the local level to support him. Right. And so, in some ways, I feel like people on the local level are more important. So, please make sure that you vote every chance that you get if you feel like you can make a change, which I feel like we all can. But um, I still feel like we need to listen to our local legislation as much as we listen to the people that are running for presidency. All right, and that takes us to the next story. Georgetown University is trying to make up for slavery. Basically. So they're going to, there are a couple things they're going to do. So they're going to give, um, I guess, leaning to acceptance of more African-American students who are descendants of any slaves. Now, my first thing is, technically, couldn't we all say we are? And two, if you don't have, I don't know how they're going to check for proof. That was my question. So I'm not really sure how that's going to work. <clears throat> Then, excuse me, they're renaming two buildings. <coughs> oh, Lord. I'm sorry, y'all. 
by um, slaves um, Isaac Hall and Anne Marie Beercraft Hall. So those are those. And then they're trying to build an institute for the study of slavery and a memorial honoring those slaves whose labor was like to benefit the university. So I'm going to say I do think it's a nice thought what they're trying to do. Mm -hmm. I don't know how impactful it will be, but at least they're acknowledging it. And my question is, one, what you said is how are they going to like check these people? Like, what are you going to have to give some blood? Like, I don't understand that part. And then two, it's like, okay, you're giving these, you're giving us more um, chances of getting in, but are you also giving us more scholarships? Because it it really doesn't mean if he, anything if you're not also increasing the number of scholarships that are coming our way because you can um, accept as many of us as you want but if we don't have the financial aid or the scholarship money to go there then it doesn't really make a difference. Absolutely. So now we're gonna get into the stories where they're not as like politically whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just good old celebrity gossip. So I don't know if you heard, but Tigers had like two cars repossessed in the last week. And then on one of the times he got to repossess, his younger girlfriend kindly bought him a Bentley. And I just want to say, I don't really understand that, but Tyga, you hold on to her. <laughs> because the fact that a car got repossessed and she said, it's okay, babe, I'll get you a new one. That's amazing. Hold on to her. Get her pregnant. Put uh-uh. her ring on it. Because I don't know no other female who finds that attractive. I mean, Tyga has had... Lawsuit after lawsuit about him not paying rent, um, his cars being repossessed. I don't know because I always feel like celebrities, you know, I got money, da da da. So then why are you paying your bills? Like, what is your business manager doing? What are you doing? I don't know. And that's what I was like. I don't Sounds know. Weird. I don't know if she necessarily finds that he's doing all that uh, attractive, but she maybe has she know, Maybe she knows more of the situation and she feels bad for him, or she. <laughs> What? She could. Like, we don't know all of the... Kylie. Kylie. You could do better, sweets. Okay? He older than you. That doesn't mean much. I'm just saying maybe she feels bad for her man. you always trying to give people benefit of the doubt? I'm sorry I do. Pay your bills, Tyga. He might not have it. and she. Then you don't need to be leasing all them cars and and houses. I, I agree with that, but I'm just saying she could just feel bad for him and he's like... Here, boo, I got it. Here's a car. Boom. That's all. Well, don't be used, honey, because he don't seem to got any of it. <laughs> okay, so I want to update on the Chris Brown story, right? Because some new updates came. So one, her title, her pageant title was revoked, but she never, like, returned the crown. They're mm-hmm. still wanting it. Um, there were statements taken from, like, her ex-lover and her old roommate who both says who both said she was a thief, she stole from them, and then there were some text messages that came up talking about basically how she was going to set him up. Supposedly they may not be true, but yeah. that's in the hands of the lawyers. Either way, I always thought she was trying something. Mm. Once again, Chris, don't let everybody in your house. <laughs> but I just feel like in like taking not even accounting for all of the things in her past because I'm not going to account for the things in Chris Brown's past either like making them both equal the story just don't add up like it just doesn't make sense like one who sells jewelry at a house party like why would you who would be selling diamonds anyway like that just doesn't make sense like so many things in the story don't make sense so taking away both of their past is just like I still feel like she's lying ultimately if someone tells you to get out of their house 
Get out of that house. <laughs> what are you doing? So I want to get to this story because I thought this story was crazy. You heard about the, uh, what, Lena Dunham and Odell Beckham, the Met Gala story? You need to get hip, Sydney. So Lena Dunham, Dunham, I don't even know if I'm saying her name right. First of all, I don't know who she is, just, <laughs> just to be clear. She's a Caucasian, someone who's friends with Amy What's her name? Schumer? Oh, yeah. Which I don't find her funny. So if they're friends, this girl probably ain't funny either. <laughs> so apparently at the Met Gala, she was sharing her experience. And I'm going to read what she said. Oh, I do, I do know what she Right. Said. So she was saying, I was sitting next to Odell Beckham. And it was amazing because he looked at me and was determined I was not the shape of a woman by his standards. He was like, that's a marshmallow. That's a child. That's a dog. Um, he just seemed confused. The vibe was very much like, do I want to F it? Is it wearing a, yep, it's a tuxedo. I'm going back to my cell phone. It was like we were forced together. He literally was scrolling through Instagram. Then rather than having to look at a woman in a bow tie. First of all, did he say any of that? Right. No. She completely made all of that up in her mind. Right. And then posted about it, kind of making him seem like, He's the bad one. Like, he's being douchey. Right. I'm sorry. I don't look at people every day and I scroll my Instagram so I don't have to look at them. And it's not because of what you're wearing. I just might not want to look at you. And maybe he <laughs> just didn't find you amusing and didn't want to talk to you. Like, he, no one has to talk to you. So, I felt like the audacity of you to feel like he was supposed to, what, come on to you? Who do you think you are, mm. honestly? Mm. So, Twitter lit her on fire. I mean, lit her on fire fire so of course she came back with an apology but it was so stupid you know the dumb apologies they make and that she their made, publicists make right and then she made a statement like maybe my humor um just really is misunderstood no huzzy be quiet you don't go go around saying stuff like that and honestly i googled her there's some weird stuff about her on the internet <laughs> Like, apparently, she molested her little sister. Oh, that's Look her up, folks. That's just disrespectful. That story was weird. Okay. Okay, so lastly, we all know September 4th is Queen Bee's birthday. And I just want to give a shout out to her. <laughs> and I can't wait to see you later this month at the formation tour. And I'm really upset I wasn't invited to your birthday party. Oh, that's okay. Um, I won't hold it against you. Um, you know me. You have my cell. Uh, I expect an invitation next year. And um, the one thing that um, the Georgetown University reminded me of is, did you see that ICT Tech closed all of their locations today? No. They closed all of their locations after students had already enrolled for the semester. You threw me off with this business. I'm sorry. We were talking about Beyonce. I'm sorry. What? I'm like, what? Is ICT Tech... You know, with Beyonce now, she no. I'm like, what? No, they, it just, this is like hot news that just happened today. They closed all their locations, so like, everybody that worked there is out of jobs. Everybody that was enrolled there, like, they have no clue what's about to happen. Um, they don't know if, like, people that already went there, their credits are going to transfer, nothing. Like, it's a big mess with anybody that went to ITT Tech. And so, like, it was a bunch of memes and stuff, and it was like... Um, the Jordan crime phase if you only had one semester left at ITT Tech and all this stuff. But I'm just like, I want to know what happened. Like, did they run out of money? Like, and even still, it's like, don't let people enroll for the fall before and then shut down. Like, you knew it was coming. Well, I didn't go lie because, like, in high school, we used to clown ITT Tech. Uh, I'm not saying it's not legitimate, <laughs> but under the circumstances, make sure you do your research, folks. Mm. 
four-year institutions are not for everyone, so I'm not, like, pitching college, but just make sure if you want to do something else that it pans out. Yeah, but I'm just like, I feel like, because ITT Tech, they have been good, but... Have I, they? Do you know that? No, though? I'm saying they had turned out good students that went on to have successful careers. That's what I'm saying. But if the education wasn't, uh, I don't know, standard, whatever education Well, if ITT are, Tech I mean, is more like a trade school, so it doesn't teach you like a regular college where it teaches it trains you for a specific job and i know i know a couple people that went to itt tech and they are working and fine and so i'm right, just saying but that could just be the individual I, i'm just saying if the thing ended something was off well yeah i'm i agree something was wrong but i'm just saying it's wrong of them not to release that they were about to shut down like they knew they were about to shut down on a tuesday like a random day of the week they knew it was about to happen and they waited until after labor day to announce it like come on your news threw me off, but <laughs> that was news. Anything else, man? No, that was all. Okay. All right, so we're going to get into our topic for today, which is... We didn't do the would you rather Oh, I, come, I for always forget that part. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Would you like... <laughs> Go what on. What are you doing today? Honest, honestly, <clears throat> would you rather orgasm loudly whenever you saw your crush... Ooh. Or be incapable of orgasming ever again. Oh, I'll just do it loudly every time. Yep, that's fine with me. I don't know. I don't, <clears throat> I don't really have an answer, honestly. What? How are you going to ask the question and not have an answer? <laughs> because I'm, I'm not a loud person. Mm. And I just know. I know. <laughs> so, you, so basically, you'd rather not have orgasms at all? I mean, I'm not saying that. I like to get, you get my things. fix, too. I don't know. Does it, does it, I mean, fine. I'll orgasm loudly, but I'll never see him. Unless we're <laughs> You're going to avoid him like I can't see you till we get Yes, because first of all, I think loud orgasms are annoying. Quiet down. Well, so. and see, just because it's loud doesn't mean it's long. So it could be a loud 10 seconds. And then you, y'all two go about y'all day. 10 seconds of loud? That's. But I mean, on the whole grand, 10 seconds out of 24 hours is I'm not. I'm like, oh, oh, that's a lot. Hey, then you just go about your date and keep it moving. Like, it's nothing. Um, okay. So that was our would you rather <laughs> question. All right. So the topic, we're going to talk about relationships in 2016 and pretty much everything that dating is today. Mm-hmm. So, I guess we could start off with, personally, I don't even know how we want to start, because it's like, what do you consider dating? Yeah. What I do think you that's consider a relationship? That's so, the first thing. And I, and I think the big thing with our generation is, what do you consider dating? And making sure that you have that talk, because some people consider talking dating, some mm-hmm. people consider dating a relationship. And so, it's like, for me... There's like the talking, getting to know you period. Then there's the dating when you're going out and you're dating them. But somewhere during that period is where you decide that you want to exclusively date. Because I just don't feel like if your goal is to be in a monogamous relationship, you can't continue to date more than one person at a time and know who you want to be with. Because I feel like if you're dating all of these three different people, at some point you're just like, okay, I want to be exclusive with you. And then that's when you shift into the relationship. And so for me, that's like... The progression of it, but I think the issue is that everyone doesn't um, feel like that's the same thing because some people consider dating a relationship, and so some people are like, "Oh, we're exclusively dating," 
which is a relationship. And so I feel like we all call that different things. Shanae's making a very weird face. I think we all determine those steps or determine the number of steps different ways. Um, I don't believe in talking. <laughs> I think our generation made that up and it's stupid. Mm. You're either dating or you're not. And dating is getting to know someone. Now, if you want to date exclusively, my levels is dating, dating exclusively, boyfriend, girlfriend is what you want to call it. Mm -hmm. And then marriage. <laughs> so if we're dating, dating is my talking. We're texting. We decide we want to hang out. That's me getting to know you. I'm not exclusive with you or whatever. When we realize we really like each other, we want to move a step forward, then it's one-on-one -on -one dating. We're exclusively dating. We're only really getting in to know each other, mm -hmm. you know, and then it's like it moves to like boyfriend, girlfriend, and then ultimately marriage. That's what it is. I personally think in 2016, we have way too many gray areas, way too many different opinions. And like, I don't, I'm not with it. And I kind of think talking came to be because of text messages. So like, you can literally just be talking with some for a couple of weeks and not have gone out on a date with them. And that seems dumb to me. But what if it's long distance? You don't have a chance to necessarily see them. So you're getting to know each other over the phone, through text. So you're not dating, per se. But, but, but most of the time it's not, though. Because you talk and he lives 10 minutes away from you. But you still might not see them. That's If, if you're in my... Because, well, fine, long distance is a separate category. Mm -hmm. If you're in my state, and personally, if you're dating Shanae, you have a vehicle. That's just not an option not to have one, but... <laughs> um, and we're talking, and it's been four weeks, and we've never dated. It ain't going nowhere. We ain't never go out to eat. We ain't go to a movie. We ain't meet up and shoot the breeze and talk in person. It's not going anywhere. That's another problem I have with this generation. We get off the phones all the time. It's like, that's our comfort spot. And so it's like, we can kick it with you. Well, not even kick it with you. Talk with you and have these long, dreamful conversations and texts. And then we don't ever want to, like, actually get in front of each other and make the connection. It's annoying. And see, I disagree with that. Because I could be texting you for a, f a few weeks and not have gone on a date with you. And it's we're just talking. I mean, I feel like I do that in, like... I feel like I do that with friends. We could we could still be texting, we could still be communicating, but we may not see each other. Friendship and dating are two different things. I agree with that, but this uh, the comparison I'm saying is that you can still be getting to know each other through text, even though you live in the same state and not see each other and not go on a date. I'm saying the period of time is crazy. You saying weeks? I yeah. say no. I've gone like two months texting somebody and didn't go out on a date with them yet. I think that's crazy. That's just my opinion. Uh, okay. Um, anyway, I, I don't believe in talking. I think you're dating or you're not. Now, you're dating exclusively or you're not. And here's the thing. Just like you said, it's with intent. Mm -hmm. If you're seeing multiple people at one time, that's your business. But let everybody know that I'm seeing other people and you have the right to, too. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. But this whole talking thing, it sounds stupid because it's like, so you and Rob, what's going on? Oh, we talk. That just sounds so dumb to me. But that's how it is. Yeah. It's stupid. <laughs> I, I don't think it's stupid. I just think it's different than what it may have been before our generation because technology has evolved. And so it's allowed us to talk to people without necessarily having to go out with them or see them. Now, I don't necessarily say it's a good difference or a bad difference, but it's just the difference that has come along with technology and with our generation. You were like, 
always on the fence. Well, I don't personally. You, I see nothing wrong with talking. Thank you. I'd rather you just say that. No, I said that already. All right. <laughs> what? I already said that because I said that I talk to people. Yeah, but I just I feel like I'm a person who go off of vibes. So me talking to you for two months don't mean nothing until I lay eyes on you and I feel my vibe. So for me, I need to see you. I need to be in your aura. Plus, text messages and stuff like that. They could be lying. Granted, they could be lying to your face. <laughs> I was about to say. But if you're like me and you have a good BS detector, which I do, you can kind of sniff that out early. You can't do that via text message. That's only if you have a good BF, BS like radar. I just, you know me, I always give people the benefit of the doubt that they're not lying to me when we're texting. And if they are, then maybe it was just meant for me to text them. Maybe I learned something from them from just texting them. Okay, yeah, I don't agree. (laughs) I think that's cool. I mean, sure, everything has a learning experience. But I feel like if you're doing the same crap and not getting better, you're not learning. You're just a pattern of behavior. Anyway, Mm. Going to the next biggie thing is what? The situationships? Yeah. Let me let me just say this right now. Because I get very spirited about this. I do not believe in situationships. Death to all situationships. I think they are unhealthy. I think they're immature. And I really want us to grow up and get out of this whole situationship. Now I have two, two memes. Mm. About dating and situationships. So dating in 2016. Let's just be friends. Just friends. I'm not ready for a relationship. But I expect you to do things with me. What? With me considered inappropriate in terms of friendship. We're not together. You can't claim me. You can't be with anyone but me. I need you to be loyal. But I'll do what I want. And then when you get mad, I'll just tell you that we're not together. If you catch feelings, I'll become distant. You know what it was. I told you I'm not ready for a relationship. And here's the other one. Situationships. More than friends with benefits, less than an official relationship. I want you, but I want to keep my options open, not necessarily for someone better to come along, but for someone who I'm completely sure about to come along, unless one day, because I... What? See, that's just it. They're confusing. And that's just my point. It's this little game. It's like, I'm with you, but I'm not with you. I don't want you to see nobody else, but I can kind of do whatever because technically we're not together and you can't get mad, but you're mine and I'm yours. And I'm going to crack your back. You're going to slob on my knob, but Mm-mm. you can't slob on nobody else's knob because it's just me and you, but you're not my girlfriend and you're not my boyfriend. It's just stupid. And I think situationships happen at some point, you know, during the dating cycle, but I feel like it happens when all... You don't communicate clearly what you want and how you've changed and how you've progressed. Because we don't all progress at the same period. So I might feel like, okay, I'm ready to be in a relationship with you. And they may not feel like that. And so I may not speak up with what I want. And so here we are in our situationship where I feel like we're in a relationship, but we're not. And so I feel like it only happens when communication isn't clear, expectations aren't set. And so now someone's not getting what they want out of the deal. I don't, and maybe you do, I don't know any, I'll say this, I don't know any female who is in a situationship and is completely 100% satisfied. I don't. Because there's always something. It's a question like, well, I don't know, and what is this, and da-da-da-da. And so, like, I can only speak for females because I'm a female, and I have female friends, and through our experiences, I feel like most females don't really 
like it. I won't say all, but I feel like most don't really like necessarily want a situationship. It's just that's what happens. They really like the person. Then they get deeper into it. They can even like fall in love with the person. They mm-hmm. get so deep and caught up in it mm-hmm. that they can even bring it up to that person. But they're like, no, I'm not ready for that. And they just chill with it. They just keep going because they really like the person. Yeah. I, I just don't know anyone who both parties are happy with a situation. Yeah, those- if if someone knows someone where two people are in a situation with situationship with each other and love it, please contact us. I want to ask you questions. Well, see, I see the weird I think the weird thing about it is that you're not going to find two people that say, "Oh yeah, we're in a situationship." Like that's not how people identify themselves. And so most of the time when people are in situationships, they usually say they're talking or they usually say they're dating. Like they usually identify as one of those other categories and they don't just say they're in a situationship. And so I feel like there are probably plenty of guys that are in situationships that don't like it either. Could be. And so I, I though I think I I tell you I think that's rare. I would love to talk to a guy who's in one and don't <laughs> like it. Please reach out to us. Because I mean it, it's probably some females out there that they the guy's not being clear with her about what he wants. And so I'm just feeling like it's always about communication that you're not saying what you want and how your expectations have changed in the relationship. And it's not always saying, oh, I want to be your boyfriend and girlfriend. But it could be just taking that step from dating to exclusively dating and making that clear as opposed to having this confusion in the air and not making sure that's clear with one another. Well, I would say most situationships, they're only seeing each other. I don't, I've never seen situationships where like, they're seeing other people. Most mm-hmm. of the time, they are just seeing each other, but they will not acknowledge that it is a relationship. It is seriously a relationship without acknowledging it's a relationship. So it's, it's just so dumb to me. You do everything a couple does. If that person like slept with someone else, you would consider that cheating. And mm-hmm. it's like, no, it's not because y'all are not together. But that's that's like the mindset. So my thing is, I guess the big question that I'm trying to figure out is, why can't we just be in a relationship? Why are people like afraid for this? Even though you're literally doing the exact same things you would be doing, but you don't want to claim each other. Even though your people know you with her, mm-hmm. her people know you with him. Mm-hmm. Like what what is this? And that's why I just it's, I just feel like that conversation needs to be had. And then sometimes when the conversation is had, people kind of get scared. And they're like, oh, I'm not ready for that. And it's like, are you sure you're not ready for that? Because we're basically already doing that. And so I just feel like once you call them out on it and they be like, mm, I guess that's true. We are basically in a relationship. And if they're ready to move forward, cool. If they're not and you are not okay with that, then bounce. Like, I feel like that's why you need to make sure that as soon as you get that uneasiness and saying, like, we're basically in a relationship, but you're not ready to be in one and I am, then you need to have that conversation. And either you need to be okay with not being in one or you need to move forward and go on and be by yourself. Well, then maybe that's my big pet peeve with dating in 2016 because there's not conversation. That's mm-hmm. just the point I guess I'm making. Mm-hmm. Because any situationship, there's a lack because that's not even a real thing. That That's just it. It's not even a real thing, but it becomes something down the line. And I feel like in most cases... I don't know. I just don't agree. I don't like dating 2016. I think it's whack and I'm probably going to die a cat lady. Oh, Lord. You don't even like cats. You like dogs. Well, a dog lady. Because I'm just saying, (laughs) like, I can't deal with this crap. And can we also talk about 
the lack of expression that I see in females and men. Mm-hmm. It's like we're in kindergarten where it's like, I'm going to smack you, but that really means I like you. But I just can't say I like you. And I'm like, we're getting older. I'm 24. Sydney's 24. We'll be mid-20 next year. Jesus, help us. <laughs> but I'm just saying, when when does the time do we grow up and be like, you know what? I like you, and I want to be with you. Why is that so hard? And I'm going to say, particularly for guys, because I see it more with guys. I, girls... In most occasions, not all. I was about to say. express their films. I I guess I'm just a dude. (laughs) When I said not all, I was talking about Sydney. Because she don't don't really be expressing it like that. But I think for a lot of females, it can be easier. There are some who don't. But for guys like, y'all don't be wanting to say nothing. Well, these are my experiences. (laughs) And I honestly, I think sometimes it could be pride. I feel like a lot of, actually, a lot of times it's pride. It's just that you're not willing to become vulnerable yet. And you may have a wall built up that you need someone to, you know, break down for you. And I feel like that's part of it. And then other times I feel like it's just, I'm trying to figure out a good way to say this without. Say it. Because I want to say, is it because your daddy ain't hug you at night? No. Get over these 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 emotional boys. That's not what I was gonna say. And, uh, well, that's what I'm gonna say. Whatever your little baggage is, get over it. And I don't feel like it's fair for you to get into a situation and expect him or her to sort through your baggage. Maybe they can be supportive while you're working on yourself. But if you want to be in any type of relationship, do the work on yourself. Don't let this person come in and be just overwhelmed trying to fix you, fix yourself. Okay. And then being. I hope that didn't hurt y'all ears. Sorry, y'all. I got. <laughs> Real <laughs> passionate for a minute. You can't rely on other people to fix you. Fix yourself. Be good with yourself before you want to be in a relationship. That's all I'm saying. Well, like, yeah, I, I think yeah, I think that's definitely key. Is that you should love yourself before you can love anybody else. Point blank, period. And so, part of loving yourself is being able to admit your feelings, being able to admit your emotions, being able to communicate how you feel about different topics. And girl, so, preach it. <laughs> I feel like that's definitely a part of getting of that you need to get done before you get in a relationship. And I think the problem is that people don't do that before they get into a relationship. They aren't okay with themselves. They're not completely mature, and they get in a relationship. Now, the only thing with that is that people do grow together, and I'm not saying there is anything wrong with that, but you can't rely on someone else's growth for you to grow because people grow at different rates. Different things cause people to grow, and different experiences will force you to grow in different directions. So you can never rely on anyone else for your growth, but like Shanae said, you can always be there for one another to support, but... You, you're you always growing. And so um, I think that's a big part of it is too that even though you do love yourself before, if you love yourself before you get in a relationship, you still have to realize that it's still love is not something that you just get and it's done. It's always a growing with your partner, by yourself. All of that is, is always growing, ever changing. And it's, then, well, my other thing with the love thing, love isn't what keep a relationship going. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That Like love, what's love got to do with it? In the words... <laughs> Of Tina. Mm. 
you need more than that to keep a relationship going. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. You can love someone so much mm-hmm. and it still doesn't work. Right. If you can't talk to each other, if you can't trust each other, mm-hmm. if you're not willing to admit fault and compromise and really willing to put your all into a situation, it does not matter how much you love them. It really doesn't. It's just a, a ball of confusion. Right. And so I think our last thing about dating in 2016 is technology, which we kind of graced over earlier talking about texting, but <laughs> there's like now more, I'm sorry, my voice just went out. There's more like dating apps than there have ever been before. It's ones where the girl has to approach the guy first. There's ones where it just shows you people in your area. There's ones where you could choose people by their hair type, skin tone, which that's just a whole nother topic. But there are all these different kinds of dating apps that no one had before. Of course, there was always like Match.com, eHarmony. But now it's like on your phone, you could be walking around and match with someone next to you. And so I feel like that's also another part of dating in 2016 where it opens you up to people that you may not have met any other time. So it gives you a great opportunity to meet possibly your soulmate that you don't have any connections with that you could have met. But it also opens you up to some creeps um, that you kind of have to weed through in the process. And so I feel like that's another interesting part of dating in 2016 because men and women have now kind of adapted to trying to weave through these kind of creeps or weave through the people that they don't feel like are looking for what they're looking for without even really knowing the person. You just look at a couple pictures, you see their bio, and you go from there. And so I feel like it's almost like speed dating on your phone because it's like picture bio no, picture bio no, picture bio no. And so I do feel like it's basically speed dating on your phone. Shanae's face. Oh my gosh. I I don't like dating apps, websites, etc. I think I'm a hopeless romantic and I think I'm traditional. And I just hate like, how'd you guys meet? We met on Tinder. I just mm. think that sounds so whack. Although people meet on Tinder yeah. and they get married on blackpeoplemeet.com. <laughs> so like if it's working for you, whatever. But for me, because I'm such a person that goes off of vibes, I cannot get a vibe through texting. I can't mm. get a vibe through a picture in your profile and a few I like to be on the beach and I'm an architect. Like that's not enough for me. So for anyone who's like me, dating like via technology doesn't work. I mm-hmm. can't. So then it's like I would have to go on a date with these people. Yeah, to get the know to them. get the vibe and it's like maybe I'm just extra paranoid, but I just feel like there's a lot more creeps than decent people in there and I just ain't for it. Plus, I think sometimes with technology and us being so being able to reach so many different people at a time, I think sometimes I feel like we always nothing is ever good enough. Mm. And I think that also comes with the situationships and not really wanting to commit. Because it's like, I like you. I'm not ready for a relationship. Slash, what if I meet somebody else? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I feel like sometimes it's like we're always looking for something better. So I feel like we're setting out, we could be setting ourselves up for like failure down the line. Because like if you all, no one's perfect for one. And if you're always looking for whatever, you're Mm. always looking for greener grass, like you're going to run out of lawn space eventually. Okay. (laughs) So. And for me, I think 
not necessarily like dating apps have worked for me because I haven't really used any dating apps like that. I used like Tinder once but got off like immediately. But I think like non-traditional yeah, platforms yeah, yeah. have worked for me like like, you know, like Twitter, GroupMe, those Group things, me. Instagram. Her, that's her Tinder. <laughs> they have worked for me. <laughs> and I think those work for me because it's like, if you're in a group, you get to converse with those people in a group setting. And so you're not necessarily like a Tinder. You're not like in that one-on-one space. But in a group setting, you get to see how they feel on different topics. You get to hear their opinion. You get to see how they speak with other people. And then you get to the DMs. So for me, kind of the non-traditional dating apps, have they've been successful for me. And to be clear, they're not even dating I, apps. That's why I said non-traditional. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, first of all, if you meet someone, wherever you meet the person, you like each other, that's great. Right. I just feel like... For anyone who's like me, who's like traditional stuff like that, I feel like it's hard to date in 2016. Yeah. If this, if these ways are not your methods, mm-hmm. like I'm just an in-person person. Yeah, and I so. think like overall dating in 2016, I feel like communication has become easily accessible, but it's not necessarily the communication that we need. So it's like it's easier to talk to all of these different people, but it's it's become less easy to have those conversations that you need to have because you're used to being behind a computer or being behind your phone. You're not used to having those in-depth conversations that need to happen in person. And so it's like it's good and bad to the technology of 2016, but I think it's changed the way that we communicate and that was like we have to combat that um, by making sure we are still having those necessary conversations in person or even through text, but I still think they're better in person. I would say in person or at least <laughs> over the phone. Text- yeah. Texting, like, those, like, deep conversations or testy questions, do not do that over a text message. I do I don't them. think you. I don't think you should. And if you're like me, I'm going to say why. You send that Rixie, Rix, uh, what's the word? Risky? Risky? Risky. Risky. I don't know which Risky. word you were trying to say. <laughs> I couldn't get it out. Sorry. You send that question. And if you're like me... You have your rev receipts on, or you may be dealing with someone with your rev receipts on, and they read it, but don't respond for, like, hours. Mm -hmm. That shit drives me batty. Because, like, why can't you respond? Because if you're busy or you need some thought, hit me back and say, good question. I need some time. Right. Or something. Or you'll go all day. And sometimes I think that's a bad thing. You have too much time to like craft a perfect answer. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's like if we're in person, I just hit you with that fire. I see your body language, your face. You can't like shift me real quick with text messages and stuff like that. You have time to like prep the perfect message. You know how many times I've like wrote a message, deleted it, wrote it again, deleted it, and then wrote it one more time before I sent it? And that's just even dealing with friends too. But I was about to say, I prefer sometimes, not all the time, I prefer to have some conversations via text because I'm not the best orator. I'm not the best at explaining my thoughts like when I'm speaking on my feet. Like, you know, we'll be playing a trivia game and she'd be like, you know this answer, but I'm not the best at thinking on my feet. And so... 
Sometimes true. I do need to have those conversations via text so that I can get perfectly explain out. and get all my thoughts out without any interruptions. Now, I'm not saying I have all of those serious conversations via text. But for me, that's the reason why I do it sometimes because I just like, I need to get all of this out all at once. No interruption. I just need to get it all out, like pouring everything out at once. And so that's why sometimes I do have those conversations via text because I just like, or I might even be emotional. I'm just like, I'm crying. I need to just type it all out in the midst of me crying. And so that's for me, like sometimes it work, uh, works. I don't always do it because sometimes I do need to have conversations in person. But when I do have them via text, that's usually the reason why. I can't do text. It drives me crazy. <laughs> I need to do it in person. And I mean, I've told you before, like, I'm a talker. I like to talk about feelings. Mm-hmm. I like to say what I need to say. And Sydney knows this. When I don't say what I need to say, it's like a bad reaction. Me bottling up my feelings and not saying what I need to say will turn into something way worse. Right. It's better I just say it to your face. Because like if I wait and let that simmer and then my kettle go off, you don't want to talk to me at that point. Because I, I, I won't be nice. I won't have nothing nice to say. My tone will be off. Fun fact about Shanae, she can have a nasty attitude mm. sometimes. So it's best to just talk to me. And be emotional. I like emotions. But, like, don't be too emotional Mm -hmm. because I'm really emotional. And Mm -hmm. I feel like if I dated someone who was just as emotional as me, we probably would never get through anything. Understood. Understood. I need someone like, I'm soft and he got to be semi-soft. That sounded a little dirty. (laughs) Just a little bit. Lord. So, I think think we addressed everything with dating in 2016. It's trash. (laughs) If you have comments, questions, concerns, please write us, comment on SoundCloud, come to our blog at goodgirlsbehavingbadly.com and let us know. Rate, share, like, all of that for our podcast. I also wanted to give a shout out to our, well, she used to be our RA. Um, Her name is Christina. She shouted us out and we wanted to thank her for that. And she has videos on YouTube, so just look for all day finesse on um youtube to find her show i just wanted to shout her out as a thank you for shouting us out we appreciate it <laughs> oh one more thing i just want to give a shout out to the couples who i like who are like really traditional and a boyfriend and girlfriend <laughs> committed and are actually excited and want to get married to each other i rock with you i love you i support you if he may have a brother or friend who has the same uh- ideals as him <laughs> send him my way um yeah that's it just making my pitch real quick actually you know what don't send them her way because she'll be weirded out that she found them on the internet so send them to me and then i'll kind of see if you they're good so for her funny because that would probably work better <laughs> it would so if you have someone for her send them to me and i'll let you know if i can hook that up because if you send her somebody on social media i'll be like no exactly. i'll instantly it's, be like no it's not terrible it you know maybe i need to soften a few <laughs> things but she's totally right like i'll see him and say no but if she like came and said i know this guy i feel like y'all would yeah be, i would be more interested and i would probably grill her but i'd probably be more open to listening yeah. so she's right if you know anyone who have those ideas message sydney for her for on my behalf right and then she'll relate a message and if i'm feeling it then i'll contact you yes let, let's do it that way that's the plan <laughs> so thank you for listening to the third episode of good girls behaving badly and talk to you next week